Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Ask Me Anything Mondays. So in this, uh, in these episodes, we try to answer your questions from Shri Prabhupada's books. Welcome to episode 19. Hare Krishna. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Agyanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Swapadandikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsa Jeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Mitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha <coughs> Namom Vishnupadaya Krishna Preshthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jay Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So welcome to episode 19 of the Tattva Darshan show. Not Tattva Darshan, sorry. I have mixed up my shows. Ask me anything Mondays. <laughs> so we will go straight to the questions. We have a few already waiting. And I think we will have more. Okay, just give me a second here. First question we have is from Ven- uh, Venkatesh Sathar, Venugopal Prabhu. One second. Alright, so the first question is this. Hare Krishna Prabhu, Dhanavad Pranam, All Glorious Prabhupada. My doubt is, is Tilak concept not exist in real Vaikuntha world? Okay, just... One second, just... Hmm. Okay, the question is, is Tilak concept not exist in the Vaikuntha, real Vaikuntha world? 
Why I got this doubt is almost all Vaishnava and Mayavada acharyas created different tilak types to put with a meaning for it. Everyone will have their own pictures with the tilak they use and use the same to put for photos. For example, for Shiva we treat as Vaishnava and we put Gaudiya Vaishnava tilak. Whereas Mayavadis put three cross lines and in Kailash also he put that only. Regarding this entire concept, there is a small confusion regarding this point. So, concept of Tilak. Um, in our Tilak uh, explanation, we actually did a whole session on about Tilak about last year actually, more than one year ago. And in that we have explained that this Tilak is uh, the representation of the Sampradaya that one is from. Even in Vaishnava Sampradaya, there are so many types of Tilak, different Sampradaya has different Tilak. And even in one Sampradaya, there are so many branches and each branch sometimes have different Tilak. Like for example, uh, Shamananda Pandit, uh, his, uh, his uh, branch has a different type of, same Tilak but a little bit different. You know, like the lines are going a little bit like that um, and sometimes it comes way here and the U is here and then the Mithilasi is something like that so a few types <coughs> well Tilak Krishna can make Krishna can appear in whichever Tilak form one is used to that is possible for him he can do everything like we when we put one Tilak it is that's all that is visible to the other person Krishna, he is visible. I mean, he can make any tilak visible. Having said that, we don't know what is the exact tilak that is there in the Vaishnava world. But uh, Srila Prabhupada said this in one lecture that a pure devotee always has tilak on him. It means in the, in the spiritual world, it is uh, everybody is a Vaishnava. Now, Lord Shiva, I did not see a picture with him having Vaishnava tilak though, even in our Vaishnava paintings. Um, he always had that uh, three lines tilak that is only for him and of course his followers but others of course he is a Vaishnav but I don't know um, which uh, tilak he puts on in the of course in the Sadashiva he is actually a Vishnu Sadashiva in the Vaikuntha world but then of course there is this Shiva who is here in the material world he is also great Vaishnava. Well, even which, even among Vaishnava Tilaks, there are so many types of Tilak. So, which Tilak he is wearing or whether there is a Tilak in the Vaishnava, I mean Vaikuntha at all. There is Tilak, that's why it is there. Everything that we have, like even our Dhoti, Sari and all these things, they are there in the spiritual world. So, Tilak, it also must be there. But which Tilak one is wearing, which Sampradaya, I don't know. I don't know which he, which is worn, which is put on, but uh, Tilak is definitely there. Whatever we do is there also. Uh, of course, shaven head, well, that is more of a rule here. There, they have all kinds of things. They have turbans, they have colorful dresses, like Krishna's cowherd boyfriends. They had different, different things, uh, like ornaments about them. So, all these things are there. <coughs> so, that is, of course, different. <coughs> but here we have of course our own discipline but tilak is something which everybody has that's what I understand but which shape of tilak uh, that is 
definitely not shy about tilak but definitely not this tilak that is prohibited for vaishnavas so in the vaikuntha world you will never find that tilak but um which vaishnav tilak that i don't know i don't know <coughs> but anyway one thing we can be certain of is that we have to put tilak here while we are in this material world we have to put the tilak according to the sampradaya ours is like this so that must be put on <laughs> that must i understand beyond that i don't know in fact in uh, bhaktira samrata sindhu it is said that it is an offense in fact to go to a vishnu temple with uh, this three line tilak that is an offense Now the next question. I hope I I don't know I I, I know I did not answer that one hundred percent, but what I knew I can ask. <laughs> okay. Next question by Om Kar Tawari. So the question is. from omkar tawari does lord buddha's direct disciple achieved freedom from birth and death because they were shunyavadi mm now it is a trick indeed by lord buddha because they were not following any vedic literature any vedic rules so he said all right forget about the vedic rules you follow my path and then they started worshiping him and he is actually krishna so in that way they did indirect devotional service but it will not count as pure devotional service um it will only get them to advance further so the followers of buddha who have sunyavada philosophy they will definitely not go back to the the vaikuntha <coughs> planets for sure and at least mayavadis believe in the brahma jyoti the light of the lord and they want to merge into the existence of god they accept god but they think they are also one with god but uh, buddhists are atheists vedana maniya bauddha hoyta nastik chaitanya mahaprabhu has said me take out that verse vedana maniya वेदना मान्या बौद्ध हो तो नास्तिक वेदाश्रय नास्तिक्यवाद बौद्ध के अधिक नाउ द बुद्धिस्ट्स डू नॉट रिकॉग्नाइज द अथॉरिटी ऑफ द वेदास देयरफॉर दे आर कंसीडर्ड एग्नोस्टिक्स हाउएवर दोस हु हैव टेकन शेल्टर ऑफ द वैदिक स्क्रिप्चर्स येट प्रीच एग्नोस्टिसिज्म इन अकॉर्डेंस विद द मायावाद फिलॉसफी आर सर्टेनली मोर डेंजरस देन द बुद्धिस्ट्स सो इन अदर वर्ड्स बुद्धिस्ट्स बिकॉज़ बुद्ध हिमसेल्फ रिजेक्टेड द वेदास so his followers are all considered as people who rejected the vedas also so since they are worshiping buddha of course it is a trickery so they will advance certainly but they will not advance in the same way as the devotees they cannot be accepted as vaishnavas those who worship buddha they cannot be accepted as vaishnavas i think that is also stated um Let's see. Hmm. 
I don't know, here there is some... What is it? Worship. Well, here is only this much. No, not this. Let's see if we can find anything here. It is stated that, you know, Buddha, Buddhists cannot be accepted as Vaishnavas, although they are worshipping Buddha. It is like, you know, when the Lord kills a demon, he will be given a, a position which is liberation, but not in the Vaikuntha planets, you see. So similarly, now this one. Similarly, the way Buddha does, they cannot be considered as Vaishnava. So unless you are a Vaishnava, you cannot be admitted into the spiritual world. So here, let's read from this nectar of devotion. The Buddhists or other, <coughs> I'm reading from chapter 7, evidence regarding devotional principles. <coughs> the Buddhists or other religionists who do not care for revealed scriptures sometimes say that there are many devotees of Lord Buddha who show devotional service to Lord Buddha and who therefore should be considered devotees. In answer to this argument, Rupa Goswami says that the followers of Buddha cannot be accepted as devotees. Although Lord Buddha is accepted as an incarnation of Krishna, the followers of such incarnations are not very advanced in their knowledge of the Vedas. To study the Vedas means to come to the conclusion of the supremacy of the personality of Godhead. Veda is to survive Ahameva Vedyo. Therefore, any religious principle which denies the supremacy of the personality of Godhead is not accepted and is called atheism. Atheism means defying the authority of the Vedas and decrying the great Acharyas who teach Vedic principles for the benefit of the people in general. Lord Buddha is accepted as an incarnation of Krishna in the Srimad Bhagavatam. But in the same Srimad Bhagavatam, it is stated that Lord Buddha appeared in order to bewilder the atheistic class of men. Therefore, his philosophy is meant for bewildering the atheists and should not be accepted. If someone asks, why should Krishna propagate atheistic principles? The answer is that it was the desire of the Supreme Personality of Godhead to end the violence which was then being committed in the name of the Vedas. The so-called religionists were falsely using the Vedas to justify such violent acts as meat-eating, and Lord Buddha came to lead the fallen people away from such a false interpretation of the Vedas. Also, for the atheists, Lord Buddha preached atheism so, they, so that they would follow him and thus be tricked into devotional service to Lord Buddha or Krishna. See, but they will not be having the same effect as actual devotees of Krishna who understand uh, the full spiritual knowledge. Uh, Buddhists cannot be considered the same because they don't understand the who is God and who we are we don't they don't they understand that we are not part of matter that much they understand but they don't understand that we are actually spiritual beings and if i take you to this so it was a it was a necessary um, emergency at that time um, but it it does not offer complete knowledge sita तर्क प्रधान बौद्ध शास्त्र नवमते तर्के खंडल प्रभु ना पारे स्थापिते सो दिस इज द प्लेस दिस इज द प्लेस इन चैतन्य चरितामृत वेयर 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had discussion with Buddhists. And here, the scriptures of the Buddhist cult are chiefly based on argument and logic and they contain nine chief principles. Because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu defeated the Buddhists in their argument, they could not establish their cult. So, Shri Bhaktivinoda Thakur, this is I am reading from Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhulila, chapter 9, text 49. Now, Shri Bhaktivinoda Thakur states that according to the Buddhist cult, there are two ways of understanding philosophy. One is called Hinayana and other is called Mahayana. Along the Buddhist path, there are nine principles. One, the creation is eternal, therefore there is no need of no need to accept a creator. A creator means one who has created something. But if it's already eternal, then there's no need for it to be created, so there's no need of a creator. Second, this cosmic manifestation is false. Three, I am is the truth. Just like Mayavadi, Soham, they say. Four, there is repetition of birth and death. Five, Lord Buddha is the only source of understanding the truth. Six, the principle of Nirvana or annihilation is the ultimate goal. Seven, the philosophy of Buddha is the only philosophical path. Eight, the Vedas are compiled by human beings. Nine, pious activities showing mercy to others and so on are advised. So these are the nine Navamata. These are their tenets. Now, Bhaktivinoda Thakur explains in great detail about this. I think it is profitable to read through this whole thing. It's a long purport, but it's a very important purport. We should understand. Um, we don't disrespect Buddha or Buddhist uh, philosophy or Buddhist, um, you know, their whole uh, cult. But we should understand where everything stands in the context of complete knowledge of the Absolute Truth and understanding that Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavaniti and what is the highest um, step or highest platform of God realization and where actually Buddhism fits into that and why it was even propagated we need to know there is context it is not completely irrational no or we don't condemn the religion but this is the truth where uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually defeated them in this philosophy because it was a timely necessity but not an eternal religious principle hmm. so they have partial knowledge but the spiritual side of it they don't have they know that material world is false and the, even false also is a wrong word because it's temporary uh, but they know that this is illusory this is not we should not desire many thing, uh, anything here so they understand these things but they don't understand God and that is the fault so here let's read it no one can attain the absolute truth by argument this is the first thing their whole process is by logic and argument so it should be logical but God to some extent you can understand with logic whether when it is connected with worldly principles but many things the mass, vast majority of it we can't understand with logic like Krishna did explain with logic taking examples from I mean um, taking analogies and examples and parallels from what our daily experience is like he said there is um, you know the uh, 2.13 for example chapter 2 text 13 in that he said you know he gave an example you see bodies are changing similarly there will be a change of body at death so this is logical explanation of how reincarnation takes place now although that is logic so in that way we can understand even that logic has to be 
given by krishna then only it works or his pure devotees you know that logic works because they know mahajana yanagata sapantha tarka apratishtha just by logic alone with our own mental strength intellectual strength if we debate and argue and logically try to understand we will never we will never understand it's way beyond our understanding like we can logically understand for one who has brains he will understand that any complex system or even a simple system for a system to exist there has to be a person who has set the system in motion it can be a simple pulley to to lift a bucket of water you know from the well or it can be as complex as the artificial intelligence or whatever big spacecraft or whatever people are creating now so for all there has to be a creator so that is uh, logical for any system if if there is no creator then there is no system everything is accident accident is not orderly if there is an order in everything then they, we have to make, know that there is a law maker who has set that order so logically we can understand um but beyond that we cannot understand how god looks like and what he does and who is he we cannot understand until he himself reveals we can only understand to an extent that he exists and that too that understanding also will come to a pious person people will otherwise will say oh, i you show me god i will believe you can't show me i won't believe uh, so they wish to be like that so they don't want to wake up to the real thing real knowledge you cannot do anything about it so because logically you cannot explain hmm, how god looks like and what he does and how he created the universe no he has to reveal it so they know what can be understood by logic buddhists with logic you can come to this point of neti 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 that you know even mayavadis do this they approach this whole thing with logic and with logic you can only understand that yes this body is temporary everything is temporary here but um, that much we can understand but what is our eternal nature who are we cannot understand so anyway let's read this it's a long purport Okay, no one can attain the absolute truth by argument one may be very expert in logic and other person may be even more expert in the art of argument because there is no oh, sorry because there is so much word jugglery in logic one can never come to the real conclusion about the absolute truth by argument the followers of the vedic principles understand this however it is seen here that sri chaitanya mahaprabhu defeated the buddhist philosophy by argument those who are preachers in iskon will certainly meet many people who believe in intellectual arguments most of these people do not believe in the authority of the vedas nevertheless they accept intellectual speculation and argument therefore the preachers of krishna consciousness should be prepared to defeat others by argument just as shri chaitanya mahaprabhu did in this verse it is clearly said tarke khandala prabhu Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu put forward such a strong argument that the Buddhists could not could not counter him to establish their cult. Their first principle is that the creation has always existed. But if this were the case, there could be no theory of annihilation. The Buddhists maintain that annihilation or dissolution is the highest truth. If the creation eternally exists, there is no question of dissolution or annihilation because then it will not be eternal by definition. So this argument is not very strong because by practical experience we see that material things have a beginning a middle and an end the ultimate aim of the buddhist philosophy is to dissolve the body 
This is proposed because the body has a beginning. Similarly, the entire cosmic manifestation is also a gigantic body, but if we accept the fact that it will always exist, there can be no question of annihilation. Therefore, the attempt to annihilate everything in order to attain zero is an absurdity. By our own practical experience, we have to accept the beginning of creation and when we accept the beginning, we must accept a creator. Why? Because if there is a beginning, who has created it and how it came to be created? There has to be a reason, there has to be a cause. And then creator must be accepted. Hmm. So there is an anomaly there. Such a creator must possess an all-pervasive body as pointed out in the Bhagavad Gita 13.14. Sarvata Pani Padam Tat Sarvata Okshishiromukham Sarvata Shruti Maloke Sarvama Vrittatishthati Everywhere are his hands and legs, his eyes, heads and faces and he has ears everywhere. In this way the Super Soul exists pervading everything. The Supreme Person must be present everywhere. His body existed before the creation. Otherwise he could not be the creator. Next point. If he existed before creation, that means his body was not part of the creation. That means his body was not never created. That means he does not have any material body. This is logic now. Tarke Khandala Prabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, although with logic cannot establish, but if the logic is based on Krishna's philosophy, then it makes absolute sense. If the logic is based on my own intellectual capacity, you can't. But if it is based on the philosophy of Krishna, we can. Krishna will reveal to us how to actually logically uh, understand everything. Of course, not entirely by logic. We have to accept the supremacy of God in order to understand His logic. But even this, you see here, the supremacy of God is also presented with logic. So, a devotee must be expert, as Prabhupada said here in the purport. They must be expert. You see? The conclusion is that the cosmic manifestation is certainly created at a certain time and the creator existed before the creation. Therefore, the creator is not a created being. The creator is Parabrahman or the Supreme Spirit. Matter is not only subordinate to spirit but is actually created on the basis of spirit. Matter is created on the basis of spirit. Now, our body is, uh, you know, one becomes fat or thin or whatever because of the spirit inside. Hmm. Spirit soul. Now, our digestive uh, chemicals are produced. That's a chemical. And that will only be produced if there is soul in the body. If the soul quits the body, the stomach will not produce the same digestive enzymes or, or whatever secretions. It will not. The blood will not flow. Uh, so, they are chemicals. Chemicals are brought forth from life. Hmm. But life is not brought forth from chemicals. That we have to understand. Okay? So we, if we see naturally, there is no way that, there is not a single instance where chemicals have brought forth life. Now they say, oh, secretion of a man and woman is chemicals, you know, and then they mixed and then there is life. How can you say it is not? Well, secretions mix many times, but not every time there is life coming out. So what is causing life? If the mixture of chemicals is life, like H2O, H2 plus 2O2 uh, gives rise to 2H2O. This is the chemical equation we have learned in school. Now, that will always be true. If you add hydrogen and oxygen, and it will produce water. Now, that's a chemical equation. 
Now, there is no chemical equation till date in entire chemistry that this chemical and this chemical and then gives forth life. No, there has not been a single equation like that until now. So, where is the proof that chemicals bring forth life? Uh, chemicals are produced from life, not life from chemicals. Now, when the spirit soul enters the womb of the mother, the body is created by material ingredients supplied by the mother. Everything is created in the material world. And consequently, there must be a creator who is the supreme spirit and who is distinct from matter. Now, the body is created by the mother, but the soul is given by the father. Hmm. Because the soul takes shelter of the semen of the male and then injected into the body of the female. Uh, and then the body is developed there. Hmm. Everything is created in the material world and consequently there must be a creator who is a supreme spirit and who is distinct from matter. It is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita that the material energy is inferior and that the spiritual energy is the living entity. Both inferior and superior energies belong to a supreme person. The Buddhists argue that the world is false, but this is not valid. The world is temporary, but it is not false. As long as we have the body, we must suffer the pleasures and pains of the body, even though we are not the body. We may not take these pleasures and pains very seriously, but they are factual nonetheless. We cannot actually say that they are false. If the bodily pains and pleasures were false, then the creation would be false also. And consequently, no one would take very much interest in it. The conclusion is that the material creation is not false or imaginary, but it is temporary. It is like an exhibition, you know, where you, there's a fair which opens for three days or seven days or a month. And then you have this month-long fair um, where so much activity, bustling, hustling. And then after one month, or whatever is the time period, the, the, the fair closes down and then all activities just vanishes. So similarly, this material creation is like a exhibition, like a fair. And as long as it is manifest, there is all activity, so much activity going on. But then once the, once the thing is wound up, then there is no more drama. It's temporary. The Buddhists maintain that, okay, even a little more explanation on this, in a temporary and not false, is that Prabhupada said, the fear one f feels in a dream, in a, in a bad dream, is real. Although the situation may, may be temporary, but it was definitely there, the situation, in the dream. And therefore, he felt real feeling for that. So it is a temporary hallucination, but it is a it is temporary nonetheless. It is still there. It's not that nothing ever happened. No, something happened which triggered that feeling. Now what was that? Uh, that was a bad dream, and uh, that bad dream is an occurrence. It's an event. Bad dream is a real event. What happened in the dream may be not real, but the happening of the dream is real. That's why you say I had a bad dream. If you never had a dream at all, then why are you afraid? So the fact that there was a dream is a fact. And the feeling that we have from that is a fact. Uh, whatever happened in the dream, that is also fact. Because you can sometimes remember what happened in the dream. And you will describe it also. 
Well, it did happen like that in the dream. But it was a dream. It was over. Just that this one is a longer dream. It will also be over. Just that it is not over yet. Just like when we are in the dream, it is real for us. Similarly, now we are living in this material body, material body in this lifetime. We whatever we we feel is real. It appears real. Only when one is spiritually advanced and comes out of this bodily concept and even quits the body, then he sees that it was not substantial. It was temporary. It was a gripping situation, but actually. it has nothing to do with my existence in the first place so it's like that oh. it's a temporary thing the buddhists maintain that the principle i am is the ultimate truth but this excludes the individuality of i and you if there is no i and you or individuality there is no possibility of argument again so the buddhists maintain that i am is the ultimate truth but this excludes the individuality of i and you so there's no individuality if i am the truth everybody says i am the truth then why there is a debate between two people why is there a debate that means i and you are not the same same so if you say i am the ultimate truth and i say i am the ultimate truth but then i don't agree with you two ultimate truths are not agreeing there will be ultimate fight so <laughs> that's the thing so individuality is there if there is no i and you it is all just i is one i is just the, the universal i they say sometimes so then why is there argument why is there debate why are there two two different opinions the buddhist philosophy depends on argument but there can be no argument if one simply depends on i am there must be a you or another person also then there can be an argument right the philosophy of duality the existence of the individual soul and the super soul super soul must be there this is confirmed in the second chapter of the bhagavad gita wherein lord lord says 212 natvevaham jatunasam natvam neme janadhipana chaivana bhavishyama sarve vayam atah param never was there a time when i did not exist nor you nor all these kings nor in the future shall any of us cease to be we existed in the past in different bodies and after annihilation of this body we shall exist in another body the principle of the soul is eternal and it exists in this body or in another in another body even in this lifetime we experience existence in a child's body a youth's body a man's body and an old man's body um after the annihilation of the body we acquire another body the buddhist cult also accepts the philosophy of transmigration but the buddhists do not properly explain the next birth there are 8400000 species of life and our next birth may be in any one of them therefore this human body is not guaranteed according to the buddhist's fifth principle lord buddha is the only source for the attainment of knowledge we cannot accept this for lord buddha rejected the principles of vedic knowledge one must accept a principle of standard knowledge because one cannot attain the absolute truth simply by intellectual speculation if everyone is an authority or if everyone accepts his own intelligence as the ultimate criterion as is presently fashionable the, the scriptures will be interpreted in many different ways and everyone will claim that his own philosophy is supreme this has become a very great problem true in fact side tracking a little bit um if we if everyone is an authority and everyone accepts his own intelligence as the ultimate criterion as is presently fashionable 
scriptures will be interpreted in many different ways and everybody claim that his own philosophy is supreme in fact yesterday there was this uh, big talk by one of the um supporters of iskon vivek bindra businessman motivational speaker and devotee so called i mean devotee but you see the may way he is presenting <coughs> his own take on the bhagavad gita and not pointing the real message of bhagavad gita which is sarva dharman parityajya surrender to krishna that is that was not preached but from bhagavad gita he was trying to take, trying to take so many other meanings other messages other lessons but not the lesson of surrender to krishna which is the main main theme of the bhagavad gita so it is becoming fashionable and yesterday i saw it was a live stream he had 125000 people at one time 125000 people watching it. let's see how many we have 19 19 people and he has 125000 people and you know like this there are many many people who are just interpreting in their own way and not presenting the real message of krishna so this has become a very great problem prabhu was also saying in the purport and everyone is interpreting scripture in his own way and setting up his own basis of authority yatha mat tatha pat now everybody and anybody is trying to establish his own theory as the ultimate truth the buddhists theorize that annihilation or nirvana is the ultimate goal annihilation applies to the body but the spirit soul transmigrates from one body to another if this were not the case how can so many multifarious bodies come into existence if the next birth is also is a fact the next bodily form is also a fact see if the next birth is a fact then the bodily the form which we get that is also a fact the body which we get is also a fact as soon as we accept a material body we must accept the fact that the body will be annihilated and that we will have to accept another body if all material bodies are doomed to annihilation we must obtain a non material body or a spiritual body if we wish the next birth to be anything but false how the material how the spiritual body is attained is explained by krishna lord krishna in the bhagavad gita janma karma chame divyam evam yo vetti tatvatah jatva deham punar janma naidi mamaidi sorjana one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material world but attains my eternal abode arjuna this is the highest perfection to give up one's material body and not accept another but to return home back to godhead it is not that perfection means one's existence becomes void or zero existence continues but if we positively want to annihilate the material body we have to accept a spiritual body otherwise there can be no eternality for the soul we cannot accept the theory that the buddhist philosophy is the only way for there are so many defects in that philosophy A perfect philosophy is one that has no defects and that is Vedanta philosophy. No one can point out any defects in the Vedanta philosophy and therefore we can conclude that Vedanta is a supreme philosophical way of understanding the truth. According to the Buddhist cult, the Vedas are compiled by ordinary human beings. If if this were the case, they would not be authoritative. From the Vedic literatures, we understand that shortly after the creation, Lord Brahma was instructed in the Vedas. It is not that the Vedas were created by Brahma, although Brahma is the original person in the universe. If Brahma did not create the Vedas but is but he is acknowledged as the first created being where from did Vedic knowledge come to Brahma Obviously the Vedas did not come from an ordinary person born in this material world according to Shrimad Bhagavatam tene brahma hridaya adikavaye After the creation the supreme person imparted the Vedic knowledge within the heart of Brahma there was no person in the beginning of the creation other than Brahma yet he did not compile the Vedas therefore the conclusion is that the Vedas were not compiled by any created being 
Vedic knowledge was given by the supreme personality of Godhead who created this material world. This is also accepted by Shankaracharya although he is not a Vaishnava. It is stated that mercy is one of the qualities of a Buddhist but mercy is a relative thing. We show our mercy to a subordinate or to one who is suffering more than ourselves. However, if there is a superior person present, the superior person cannot be the object of our mercy. Rather, we are objects of the mercy of the superior person. Sorry, we are objects for the mercy of the superior person. Therefore, showing compassion and mercy is a relative activity. It is not the absolute truth. That means it depends upon the position. It is not an absolute truth. Mercy can be only shown to subordinates and not to superiors. Seva and Daya are two different things. They say Manav Seva. Seva is only for superiors. You serve them. Whereas to, in, to, to those who are below or you know lesser, it is Daya that has to be shown. And that depends on our position, on which platform one is in. So if he is elevated, then he has to show Daya, compassion. Compassion is not seva. Seva means to superior, to service. Hmm. Seva and daya, that's why there are two words. In English, everything is service, customer service. Customer may be a rascal number one, but he's service. Service to dog, service to country, service to everything. Everything is a service. But uh, helping another person is not serving him, is actually showing compassion. Of course, as a humble position, Vaishnava may accept it as service. He is serving everybody. Like Prabhupada said, I am uh, the whole world, yes, there is filled, filled with fourth class people, but I am fifth class man, I am servant of everyone. So my, my job is to serve everyone. So he took up that uh, humble role. Vaishnava is always humble. He considers himself the lowest among men. Um, but actually what he is doing effectively is Daya. What Srila Prabhupada showed us is Daya. We have to do Seva to him. But of course, a devotee will consider himself a lowest and then he is doing seva for others. That's another thing. But technically, by, by going by principle, it is actually daya. So it is not an absolute truth. Apart from this, we must know what actual mercy is. To give a sick man something forbidden for him to eat is not mercy. Rather, it is cruelty. Unless we know what mercy really is, we may create an undesirable situation. That's true. Because if I suppose if somebody is suffering and he is hungry, then I give him some meat. <laughs> it is like, oh, this person is suffering. Okay, let me give him some poison. So he will suffer even more or even die, right? Something which is detrimental to his health. So something which is detrimental to the spiritual health of the person, you can't even give. Uh, and not only meat. We are not talking just meat. Anything that is not Krishna conscious is, will not be helpful. So, if you give the person anything other than Krishna consciousness, whether in the shape of prasadam or uh, the knowledge or the holy name, you have to give him Krishna. Then you have actually helped him. Otherwise, he is not being helped. How are you helping him? That is actually cruelty. So unless we know what mercy really is, we may create an undesirable situation. If we wish to show real mercy, we will preach Krishna consciousness in order to revive the lost consciousness of human beings. 
the living entity's original consciousness. Since the Buddhist philosophy does not admit the existence of the super soul, sorry, spirit soul, the so-called mercy of the Buddhists is defective. First of all, mercy is a relative thing, and the mer- that mercy also is defective because it's on the bodily platform. It's a pious activity nonetheless, yes, but it's not a spiritual activity. Hmm. Alright, so that's a short uh, section on Buddhism. Now, let's take the next question. Next question is by Omkar Tawari again. Um, you know what? I will answer the next two questions together because they're kind of related. Okay, the f- this is one question which I will. This is the first question and I will also put in the second question here. By the same person, so I'll just... So these are the two questions by Omkar Tavare. Is sense gratification the reason of birth in animal life? And the next question is, does Indra and all other kings of heavenly planets also have tendency of sense gratification? Then why don't they fall down from their position? Is sense gratification the reason for birth in animal life? Yes. Unrestricted sense gratification uh, is a misuse of human life. And that results in our transmigration in animal life for many thousands and sometimes even millions of years. Sometimes even billions. So, yeah, sense gratification sense gratification is the case because animal's life is full of sense gratification. Eating, sleeping, mating, defending. Now, if a human does not use it, use his body in uh, self-realization, he's just competing with animals. Ahara nidra bhaya maitunam. So, that's why Krishna says, okay, you know what? I gave him a human body, but he did not use any. He just used the animal part of the human body and did not use his human uh, intelligence. So I think he deserve, deserves an animal body. Go. Become an animal. That's it. So that's how we get into animal life. And that is also explained by Krishna in the, you know, in the Bhagavad Gita, in the 16th chapter. Tanaham Vishata Vishata Kruran Samsareshu Naradhama. So those in 16th chapter 19th verse, he says, Those who are, you know, envious of me, those who are envious only will go to sense gratification, right? If they are not envious, then they will actually, you know, wanting to serve him. So to a greater or a lesser extent, everybody is envious of Krishna. That is a fact. How much degree of enviousness we have for Krishna, that is different. That's all. Otherwise, if we were not envious towards him, we will not even come here. So, second question. Does Indra and all 
other kings of heavenly planets also have tendency for sense gratification so yes otherwise they will not be in the material world even when one has the slightest trace of sense gratification he will remain in the material world he will not be admitted into the spiritual world vaikuntha so demigods they all desire sense gratification but they know that their sense gratification comes by the grace of krishna and they also serve him in very exalted capacities in the managing management of the universe but in all cases they are still sensually attached sense gratification then why don't they fall down from their position in fact many times fell like indra how many times he fell down he became a pig he became a, you know he he tries to you know enjoy you know women lusty he has a reputation for that so similarly demigods all have this uh, fault but of course they are much more self controlled than us still there is a lot of uh, lust still there and that's why tetam bhuktva swargalokam vishalam kshine punyam martyalokam vishanti let's take out 921 so here let's push this question here so you see when they have thus enjoyed vast heavenly sense pleasure and results of their pious activities are exhausted they return to this mortal they return to this mortal mortal planet again thus those who seek enjoyment sense enjoyment by adhering to the principles of the three vedas achieve only repeated birth and death so they will definitely fall down it's not that they will stay there for eternity nobody's nobody's situation in this material world is permanent what is that yasvindra gopam athavendra mahosva karma gunjana kritam vipakam so what is that no i have mixed up two verses yasvindra gopam athavendra mahosva karma ृतिजर्मुक्तुण there's no being existing either here or among the demigods in the higher planetary systems which is freed from three modes born of material nature so we have also been demigods you know we have also been in the heavenly planets but uh, you know, it's all uh, will be finished okay so they will fall down in fact how they fall down also is mentioned uh i think 83 explains but also in the more detail it is explained in the hmm 715 50 and 51 see this is how we have just learned from bhagavad gita that they go up and also come down now here it is mentioned in detail how they go up and come down you see 715 48 and 49 i'll read the translation 
The ritualistic ceremonies and sacrifices known as Agnihotra Yajna, Darsha Yajna, Purnamasa Yajna, Chaturmasya Yajna, Pashu Yajna, Soma Yajna are all symptomized by the killing of animals and the burning of many valuables, uh, especially food grains, all for the fulfillment of material desires and the creation of anxiety. Performing such sacrifices, worshipping Vaishwadeva and performing the ceremony of Baliharan which all supposedly constitute the goal of life as well as constructing temples for demigods, building resting houses and gardens, digging wells for the distribution of water, establishing booths for the distribution of food and performing activities of public welfare. These are all symptomized by attachment to material desires even though they may be pious activities seemingly. Now, next verse, it says, important thing. Let's read the Sanskrit. Dravya sukshma vipakascha dhumoratrir apakshayaha ayanam dakshinam somo darsha oshadhi virudhaha annam reta itikshmesha pitriyanam punarbhavaha ekaikashyenanupurvam bhutva bhutveha jayate. My dear King Yudhishthira, when oblations of ghee and food grains like barley and sesame are offered in sacrifice, they turn into celestial smoke, which carries one to successively higher planetary systems like the kingdoms of the Dhuma, Ratri, Krishnapaksha, Dakshinam and ultimately the moon. Then however, the performance performers of sacrifice descend again to earth to become herbs. You see? You see how they descend? They become herbs, creepers, vegetables and food grains. These are eaten by different living entities and turned to semen which injected in, which is injected into female bodies. Thus one takes birth again and again. So here in the purport he quotes that verse Tetam Bhuktva Svargalokam Vishanam Kshine Punya Martilokam Vishanti So whoever go up again will come down. And actually 8.3 you know here in the purport it is mentioned also Bhagavad Gita 8.3 the Chandogya Upanishad describes the Vedic sacrificial process on the sacrificial altar five kinds of offering are made into five kinds of fire the five kinds of fire are conceived of as the heavenly planets clouds the earth man and woman and the five kinds of sacrificial offerings are faith the enjoyer on the moon rain sorry the enjoyer on the moon rain grains and semen in the process of sacrifice, the living entity makes specific sacrifices to attain specific heavenly planets and consequently reaches them. When the merit of sacrifice is exhausted, the living entity descends to earth in the form of rain, then takes on the form of grains. See, this is how he will, they will fall down from heavenly planets in the form of rain. Then takes on the form of grains and then the grains are eaten by man and transformed into semen, which impregnates a woman and thus the living entity once again attains the human form to perform sacrifice and so repeat the same cycle. In the same way, sorry, in this way the living entity perpetually comes and goes on on the material path. The Krishna conscious person however avoids such sacrifices, he directly takes, he takes directly to Krishna consciousness and thereby prepares himself to return to Godhead. So, so these are the, some of the, they do fall down though. Okay, so let's go to the next question. Virendra Egbote, first question. 
Virendra Ekbhuta is saying, what did Shri Prabhupada mean by establishment of Brahmanical culture? Why are Vedas, Puranas, Upanishads called Brahmin literatures? Are the creation of Brahmin Varna? Now we have um, uh, information that the Veda, Vedo Narayana Sakshat, 6140 of Srimad Bhagavatam. And Vedas are also called Apaurusheya. So Vedas are spoken directly by Narayan and because the word of God and God are non-different, so the word of God is as good as God. So the Veda is Narayan. So it is a, and Vyasadeva wrote it. I did not speculate, it was already handed down by, uh, by oral reception. But then he put it in writings for the population of Kaliuga. It is not uh, the creation of Brahman Varna. What does Sri Prabhupada mean by establishment of Brahmanical culture? That means he meant that Brahmins should be created or trained up. Uh, nowadays the problem is everybody is trained to become a Shudra. That is Shudra culture. So the same way he wants Brahmanical culture. So since there is a training program to create Shudras, what is Shudra? Labour. Work for somebody and then get a remuneration. That is Shudra job. So, there is a training how one can become a technical expert and then he will be hired by somebody, some company or government like that. And he is offering his labor of skill to that particular employer. So, that's Shudra job. However good it looks, I am sitting in a big office. If I am an employee, I am a Shudra. Or whether I am a laborer putting the bricks and constructing a building. Whichever way, I am offering my labor this way or that. And that is Shudra job. A master is dictating the terms and this person is just serving that master. That's it. That is Shudra job. So Shudra is created now by this modern education system. Similarly, there has to be a system of education for to create Brahmanas. So Brahmanical culture means the education system, not only the education system, just like Shudra system, the Shudra culture means not only the Shudra education, but also the availability of jobs for Shudra and you know making them uh, have their livelihood. Uh, the, the whole work culture and everything is based on that. The education, work and everything is aligned so that the government, the GDP of the country, everything is, is aligned in one. So the whole measurement is by financial growth. So to drive that, every other thing is uh, taught and uh, the chain is there the education system the employment system the the revenue the business the turnover the taxes the government gdp this is how everything is measured now that whole measurement yardstick is wrong although that's a necessary factor in any government uh, money but the more important thing is the character the aim of life of the people uh, should everybody should be made into a devotee of Krishna. They have to advance in devotional service, advance in Krishna consciousness. That, instead of gross domestic uh, product, I mean the, the wealth being the driving index, so we need to know what are the KPIs, key performance index. So they have all KPIs, financial KPIs. Hmm. And of course, there is some moral issues because there is population, they want order, you know, so that 
the finances are not you know uh, shaken so in order for that stability there has to be some order people cannot just fight among themselves on the streets and then you, have, you can have a thriving economy no you can't so they have for that there is law and order there is morality so people can stay together and feel safe or whatever but that's just not that's not the ideal way that is only treating with you know on a very surface level there's no education at all with the proper understanding of the aim of life that kind of morality will fall apart it's very very fragile fragile and it won't stay very long the slightest uh, provocation and there's big fight and big things happen there has to be a solid understanding of where what are the principles of religion what is the principle of actually advancement how advancement is measured the kpis should be the character of the people so this is brahmanical culture where not everybody is expected to be brahman okay so there but there has to be a section of people who are brahmanas the intellectual class of people who should be trained in vedic literature and in um, the following of i mean um, not only in the knowledge but also the practical application and the teaching of such knowledge to the rest of the population and the governments especially in the vedic age you know in the in the in the until the dwapar yuga even the beginning of kali yuga when parikshit maharaj was there the kshatriyas the rulers took advice from such learned brahmanas because they knew the purpose of life and they directed the kshatriyas how to manage it they were advisors and these kshatriyas were managers of the whole then they considered them considered themselves uh, representatives of krishna and they set forth such rules which will ultimately progress the kingdom in god consciousness so the persons the advisory board of humanity is the brahmanical culture the brahmins uh, they should be sufficiently educated just like if you want to be a government advisor in the government you know panels of discussion or of big big higher you know um uh, administrative offices you need to be sufficiently educated not not like every tom dick and harry can go and you know be give big big advice right there has to be sufficient qualification of the person now similarly brahmins are such qualified people and krishna defines brahmanical culture let's take krishna's definition of brahmanical culture what is brahmana krishna has defined Eighteen forty-two. This is the qualities of these are the qualities of Brahmins. Shamo damasta pasauchham shantirajam amevacha gyanam vigyanam astikyam brahma karma swabhavajam. Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity, tolerance, honesty, knowledge, wisdom, and religiousness. These are the natural qualities by which the Brahmins work. Hmm. So paricharyatmakam. serving others is shudra that is uh, shudra in the 844th verse it is stated so these are the qualities of brahmanas and whoever has this they are cultivating they are having the brahmanical culture and to cultivate these there has to be societies which should support which which will um nurture such qualities and people who have such qualities guide the rest of them and they also get their qualities because they surrender to uh, everything starts from the, when, with the surrender to the spiritual master acharya upasanam and then there's all starts brahmanical culture um so this is brahmanical culture so our krishna consciousness movement is such 
uh, movement where we are actually culturing this brahminical culture we are we are uh, actively culturing this or or not just promoting but training people to become brahmanas it's upon training guna karma vibhagasa okay i think this question is needs to be addressed okay i'll just put the question here so that it doesn't block the view of the verses so now this is the question why do devotees that are brahmin initiated consider themselves as more superior than to those who are born in brahmin families actually born brahmins are naturalized brahmins than the brahmin initiated ones who belong to all castes and nationalities kindly clarify now you are you you consider yourself a brahmin right virendra ji you consider yourself a brahmin because you are from a brahmin family now you know what's a brahmin's duty can you explain the brahmin's duty a brahmin is never by birth what is this brahmin family when prabhu uh, when uh, when uh, prabhu no when uh, krishna himself said chaturvarnyam maya srishtam gunakarma vibhagashah when krishna said the criterion and he also defined what is the qualities of a brahmana here you see these are the qualities of brahmana when did he say those who are born in brahmin families they are brahmanas did he say this in this verse for those who have these qualities they are brahmins chaturvarnyam maya srishtam guna karma vibhagashah what is the criterion guna and karma where, where janma according to the three modes of material nature and work associated with them the four divisions of human society are created of course guna means also the quality i mean the the sattva gun rajogun tamogun of course brahmanical brahmins are supposed to be in sattva gun now it was possible before that a brahmin son also becomes a brahmana because he would be trained by his father his the family traditions were so strong that yes the father the son will take up the profession of the father of being a brahmana but there have been many instances where they were not brahmanas like ravana he was the son of a brahmana hiranyakashipu was son of a brahmana but they became kshatriyas and more so even demons so they come from and um, parshuram he is from brahmin uh, father and mother but then he became kshatriya krishna himself born of uh, kshatriya parents but then he accepted the profession of a vaishya in the in the early age as a boy uh, to of course show that cow protection and brahmanical culture are the two two important things he took the role of a kshatriya and played the va- role of a vaishya also uh, as a vaishya he protected cows as a kshatriya he protected brahmanical culture and obedience to brahmanical culture because he considers brahmins as worshipable he worships sudama you know so he to respect brahmanas he accepted the lower position of kshatriya so brahmanas by quality where by brahmin family what what you are talking about they were families yes brahmin families because they were actually qualified brahmanas all the family members but now all those qualities are thrown far away doing pakka sudra jobs and then where is the question of brahmin there huh? and no knowledge and don't have any idea and brahmin he is a liberal person he is not a, a kripana miser who keep everything for himself why you, you see your second question is actually born brahmins are naturalized brahmins than the brahmins initiated ones who belong to all castes and nationalities this is totally wrong 
Where did you get that? Where did you get that? If you are coming from a so-called Brahmin family and you don't sub- submit to a spiritual master, surrender to a sub- spiritual master, then how are you better than those who have surrendered? In that case, you are saying, you because you are coming from a Brahmin family, you are better than a Hanuman because he came from monkey family, you know? He is... Uh, why why, why pray people, Brahmins pray to Hanuman then? Coming from monkey. He is monkey. Why the praying to monkey? Huh? Rubbish. Hanuman is greater than any Brahmana, greater than any demigod, pure devotee. Hmm. Worshipable by all Vaishnavas also. Huh. All this is from monkey, monkey background. So this is utter rubbish. He is more greater than any Brahmana, right? How did he get that when he is a monkey? He is not from Brahmin family. I mean, I will take you to that way. I mean, everybody knows, of course. But let's see how you see how he is. Humbly putting it. Five nineteen seven. And gopis, where? Where they are from Brahmin families. Dhiradas is saying another good point. Let's put it on the screen. Dhiradas is saying Prahlad Maharaj came from demon family. Yeah. So if you see Jati, vulture, I mean who's Jatayu? Vulture. But Ram says, your life is success because you have given your life for me. See, Hanuman is saying this verse. Na janmano na mahato na saubhagam na vaan na buddhir na kritis tosha hetuhu Tairiyad visrishtan na pinova na ukasash Chakara sakhe bata lakshmana agrajaha Forget about the meaning of this verse. They cannot even, modern Brahmins, they cannot even know this much Sanskrit. These words in the Sanskrit, they have to see word to word meaning. What is each word meaning? And here monkey is quoting this verse. Huh? Huh? Brahmins. What is that? One cannot establish a friendship with the Supreme Lord Ramachandra on the basis of material qualities such as one's birth in an aristocratic family, one's personal beauty, one's eloquence, one's sharp intelligence, or one's superior race or nation. None of these qualifications is actually a prerequisite for friendship with Lord Ramachandra. Sri Ramachandra. Otherwise, how is it possible that although we uncivilized inhabitants of the forest have not taken noble births, although we have no physical beauty and although we cannot speak like gentlemen, Lord Ramchandra has, has nevertheless accepted us as friends? Where is it supported? I want to see where is it supported that by birth. Huh? Narad Muni is also saying. Narad Muni, you know. He is not just a Brahmana, he is Devarshi. Devarshi Narada. He is a Rishi among the demigods, not even human. Huh? Demigods. Let's see what he has to say. 7.11.35 Yasya yallakshanam proktam bhumso varna bhivyanjakam yadanyatra pitrisheta tattenaiva vinirdishet If one shows the symptoms of being a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya or Shudra, as described above, even if he has appeared in a different class, yad anyatra pitrisheta according to Lakshanam, not according to Janma. Hmm. Even if he has appeared in a different class, he should be accepted according to those symptoms of classification, not according to the birth. Now, I will offer a counter-argument in your support, seemingly. 
Yes, quality is correct. Okay, I accepted. But then Krishna says, according to our quality, we get our birth. That means birth is already an indication of quality, right? See, Purusha Prakriti Sove Bhungte Prakriti Janguna Karanam Guna Sangosya Sadasad Yoni Janmasu So the Janma, whether it is Sad or Asad, good or bad birth, whether Brahmanical birth, Sudra birth, this and that, that Janma is based on my previous Guna Sangha. So you say Guna and Karma Vibhagasha. That Guna is... Um, According to the three modes of material nature, but because of that association with that material nature only, I got the Janma. That means my Janma is already an indication of my Guna. That's why this verse is there in by Narad Muni. Even if he has appeared in a, in a different class, he should be accepted according to the symptoms. Now, then why did a person take birth in Brahmin family? If he is not uh, proper Guna, then why did he take birth in Brahman? First of all, in uh, Kaliyuga, Brahmanas are Rakshasas. Rakshasim Kalimashritya Jayante Brahma Yonishu, Varahapurana. Those who are Rakshasas in the previous age, they take birth as Brahman family in Kaliyuga. They will be intelligent and they will be crooked. Intelligent rascal is uh, more dangerous than foolish rascal. A foolish rascal does not much do much damage. Intelligent, intelligent rascal will do enormous damage so if you are in brahmin family i am also from that brahmin so called brahmin family uh, demons we are demons <laughs> last life demons now by the grace of shri prabhupada we are coming to krishna consciousness but don't be stuck with your brahmin family nonsense take what is the knowledge Brahman means must be Brahma Janati Iti Brahmana. Re, you're forgetting, I'm forgetting all this. Janmana Jati Shudra, Samskarat Bhavid Vija, Veda Pathat Bhavid Vipra, Janma Janati Iti Brahmana. Brahmana means he must know Brahma. Brahma means spiritual, subject matter. Brahman, Paramatma, Bhagavan, and we as, uh, of course, Brahman and Parabrahman, both, everything. Complete knowledge is had by Vaishnava. But even if he has Brahma Jyoti knowledge, that is also Brahmana. So Brahma Janati the Brahmana. So who knows spiritual subject matter? He is Brahmana. Not because he was born in some Brahmin family. Okay, the first part of the question: Why do devotees that are Brahmin initiated consider themselves as more superior to them those who are born in Brahmin? Of course they are superior. What do you mean? They are superior. Why do you think they are not superior? Those who are following, uh, like for example, if you say, just take a material education in IIT for example, or in a simple classroom, somebody got first rank, somebody got 10th rank. Of course, the first rank person has done better, right? Right? That's what he got. I mean, simple crude example. So when they have qualified themselves, uh, why they are not superior? It's not just consider themselves as superior. See. Of course, any person who is a devotee, he will get irritated if somebody on the basis of just birth and he is claiming and then he does not even listen to the proper philosophy. Of course, every, any, any devotee will be irritated by this person and of course they will say that you are wrong or nonsense you are talking. This is not Brahman. It's not that they, what is the word? As superior. By, by 
quality actually they are superior because they have really taken the shelter of a bona fide spiritual master uh, they have really taken they have actually done what is to be done in human life what is the use of a brahmin family and then he is doing some rubbish nonsense job and why he should be uh, better than uh, those who are actually doing what is to be done in the human life why of course he is inferior to them learn from them he should learn from them why is a puffed up this puffed up this complex will come when we have this material ego and ego is a sign of lack of knowledge because vidya vinaya sampanne uh, with vidya in the bhagavad gita with vidya comes vinamrata vinamrata means gentleness humility mildness vidya vinaya sampanne vidya does not give you ahankar modern material education gives you ahankar oh, i am better i am better uh, if i am thinking that just because of uh, me taking in some family birth and i am better than all the others no bro that's wrong understanding in fact prabhupad i mean yesterday i mean the chaitanya charitamrita class how much prabhupad condemned that in the 7th i don't know you did not attend maybe the class i don't know whether you attended or not did you attend adilila chapter 7 texts 32 28 29 30 31 32 33 34 these verses you read how much he um, yeah condemns this thing this attitude that indians they were so much against the um, so called foreigners who were coming with all brahmin and all this uh, robes and all that you are also same kind of you should not be like this 1223 kaliyuga man will be known as a brahmana just by wearing his thread yeah so kaliyuga brahmana if you want to qualify as a kaliyuga brahmana please wear one thread any damn guy can have one thread and he can say that he is brahmana and nowadays in brahmin families there will be an uh, upanayana ceremony thread sacred thread ceremony although it does not mean anything just the ritual without any meaning in it that's why they have become irrelevant in the society the whole thing is irrelevant hmm. it has no significance at all hmm. okay here is a link you can see it's in the comment section i mean yeah comment section This is the link for the Chaitanya Charitamrita class, which was the entire topic was about this. Go and watch that. Okay. Next, Dhiraj is asking question. question here so dhiraj question is hari krishna prabhu ji dandavat pranam all goes prabhupad what is the difference between harinam diksha and brahman diksha okay you know what just okay difference between harinam and brahman diksha i mean you reading prabhu's books or 
Harinam Diksha means when he will be first initiated. Six months at least he has to follow the chanting and four regulative principles and attending morning pro- I mean, temple programs and classes. Have a sufficient steadiness in his understanding and practice. Then he is awarded the Harinam Diksha. He is given a new name and he is given the beads chanted on by the spiritual master. And uh, Brahman Diksha is, if he continues in that for another six more months, there is a minimum requirement. Then, uh, if he is sufficiently, you know, taking part in uh, temple and then he is learning, sufficiently having some knowledge and he can be engaged in deity worship, okay, then he is given Brahman Diksha. That's all. Diksha means, of course, there is a very huge topic. But since you asked about the ceremony, I am talking about the ceremony itself. But Diksha itself, the principle of Diksha, what is Diksha? The Vigyan Shapayati and all these things that we have to understand. Um, you can read um, 1508 for all about Diksha. I think you do that as a homework, you know. CC Madhya, chapter 15, text 108. One does not have to undergo initiation or execute the activities required before initiation. One simply has to vibrate the holy name with his lips. Thus, even a man of the lo- in the lowest caste, class Chandala, can be delivered. Now, here, although it is not in, uh, important initiation, holy name itself is, impo- uh, is uh, sufficient. But because we commit offences to regulate our life so that we stop committing those offences, these initiation and all these are required. And uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, insta- in fact, instructed uh, Sanatan Goswami to write books about this, the whole process. And Sanatan Goswami and Rupa Goswami, they have given enough literature why initiation and all this is required. And all this purport, long purport, you can go and read the importance of Diksha, the principle of Diksha. But since you asked about the ceremony itself, I am explaining about the ceremony. So this is Brahmanical culture. Anybody who is agreeing to follow these rules can be accepted as a Brahman. It's by Pancharatra Vidhi. Alright, next. Wow, this is long. Okay, let's see if we can fit this in the... Um, it's an important question though. So let's put the question on the screen. So, I'll just leave it here probably. I hope you all can see it. So, Dhiraj is asking, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, I heard from senior disciples that of Srila Prabhupada that how reluctant Prabhupada was regarding change, changes in his books. I read Prabhupada saying that even one change and everything is finished. But unfortunately now, so many changes have been made by Iskon. In Bhagavad Gita itself, there are 5,000 plus changes. Original Srimad Bhagavatam has 40 volumes, whereas edited version has 19. Likewise, Nectar of Devotion, CC and all other small books have been changed. You know, actually there is a lot of wrong information in this. Okay, let me get to you. Get to that. 
many devotees are even saying that there are there are no more shil prabhupas books in fact it is jayadvata's bbt version of prabhupas books in his lecture he even blasphemed shil prabhupad so reading his adulterated version of books how is it justifiable at all also jayadvata swami said that prabhupad approved him to edit his books is it correct i will be doing a video an exhaustive video on this topic i have said that yes for at least 3 4 months now but uh, i will definitely come up with that because we have just set up some new programs in our preaching uh, like the bva program and all that so we were a little busy we couldn't do our videos as we have promised that we would and uh, i will get back to that so actually i want to explain this in a much much more detailed nuanced way because things are taken being taken totally out of context this both the bbt version i mean bbt uh, people who cite the bbt version of it and the people who are citing the so called i mean original version of it both are at fault in different places in their arguments now uh, we have actually made a pdf uh, i don't know if the moderator can put a link to that or somehow share it if is it yeah i think i don't know if i think there's an article right is it is there an article we have some kind of a link is a pdf we did and uh, i don't know if it's there on our iskm website though we will we have to put that in the comment section somehow so we have explained at very great length in that pdf itself but also um i'll be making a video which will cover points covered in that pdf and also points which haven't been covered there a very exhaustive video i want to create oh wow we have it here well let me take this thing out for a while um okay let me just fix that for a while okay here we go so here ISKM's position on the usage of BBT books published after 1977 position paper this is our position paper we have explained at quite a great length this whole topic which is very nuanced now in short i will just tell a few points and actually this need more this will need more explanation which is why i want to do a dedicated video but the points are like this now there are obviously some mistakes even in the original ones and prabhupad himself acknowledged that for example cattle raising it was actually supposed to be cow protection he wanted that change to be done and it is not that his original books also were completely according to his instructions there were changes in the original books itself in fact i also understand that uh, um, things that were there in the original manuscript were sometimes omitted in the original version of the book like the gita mahatma verses and even um, uh, what is that there are other mistakes like 1039 no 1039 verse planet of the trees in the purport i think 1029 probably in the purport there is a original version is the planet of the trees whereas in the changed one it's the planet of the forefathers which is actually correct because because it's pitruloka 
it was a it was a typo uh, it was not prabhupada will never mean pitruloka as planet of the trees no he did not do that but it was wrongly typed there so there are mistakes but we are not supporting the changes they have been unnecessary changes which were not at all required uh, and which did not correct the mistakes that were there in the original version now we distribute the original version in our book distribution having said that um in our preaching in other languages other than english the supply of the original books or the translation from the original books is very 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 limited we have only the changed versions so should we use them or not or should we just don't distribute those books because they're poison this considering of poison of those edited books is another absolute rubbish nonsense rascaldom by the so called prabhupada universe because all the changes amount to less than 1% of the entire subject matter of the books of prabhupada now if you consider if anyone considers that less than 1% of changes much of which are have never changed the philosophy unnecessarily changed the words here and there and not even necessary sometimes yes they changed some philosophy but even then the the very magnitude of probas the rest of the probas books is not going to be eclipsed by this small amount of changes yes sir i read i'm not condoning the changes at all no but i'm saying this that they are not those changes are not sufficient to eclipse shila prabhupad the rest 99. Point whatever percent of the teachings of pure i mean the words of prabhupad are not being changed still and one can read them and still understand the same thing and i'll give you example like for example i started with the changed book i read all the changed books bhagavad gita bhagavatam chaitanya charitamrita but i don't think i understood it wrongly i understood krishna consciousness properly because the guidance of the devotee is also necessary Hmm, association of devotees if you have the proper association you see the same bhagavad gita is the same shlokas but why people are understanding in different ways mayavadi is understanding one way vaishnava is understanding another way corporate guys understanding his own everybody is taking his own meaning why the subject matter is the same why is it understood different words are not changed the shlokas are exactly the same but still the understanding is different it depends on from whom you hear and i know people who have <coughs> who vowed by the unchanged books they always say we have to read only the unchanged books. but their character and their behavior is totally according to totally not according to the unchanged standards of prabhupada i have seen myself personally i have seen what they were doing i don't want to mention all this in the on 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 camera here you know horrible things totally broken principles everything i have seen all this and they are the ones who fight for original books what is the point you fight for original books and do nonsense yeah. so we need to understand the message in fact there is one conversation which i will that's why i want to make a whole video dedicated to this which every evidence i will show every single evidence yeah like there is ones where uh, because hygriva was editing prabhupada's work because it's good in english and then prabhupada did allow hygriva to edit but then hygriva took it a little too far he took out pages from the easy journey to other planets where the moon landing prabhupada said is not correct 
he took out those pages and Prabhupada said these pages must be added what is this nonsense this is absolute rubbish he said but then he he did not say that those which were already printed with the pages missing they should be burnt he did not say that because whatever it is Prabhupada's word is still going around but he wanted it perfect of course he chastised his disciple who made the changes that does not make the change books important because Prabhupada's works I mean all the in fact uh, we have devotees like Prahlad Prabhu who is running our Tamil preaching there in Puducherry he said I also preach from Tamil Bhagavad Gita he said now not only are they cha- uh, translated from the changed version of the English book but they are also translated wrongly from English sometimes there were so many mistakes uh, which were not accurate from the, with the English so but still devotees are being made because the overall message that should not be changed like even when uh, Hayagriva edited Prabhupada's books and some of the disciples of Prabhupada were not happy with what he did and they complained to Prabhupada but Prabhupada said that but he did not change the philosophy regarding Hayagriva Prabhupada said but he did not change the philosophy but of course when he found out that he did change the philosophy in some of the things then he of course drastically corrected him but uh, for the most part when he edited actually all that we see is edited everything the manuscript you see and the outcome you see is different like how Prabhupada speaks the speech the spoken English and the written English a little bit different the way he says when he's lecturers in the lecture how he says uh, it's a little bit different in the writing but if you see the dictaphone audio you will find the way he has said it but then the writing is a little bit different and so editing was done there yes but under Prabhupada's guidance also yes but not every single edit Prabhupada actually saw okay you are editing this one okay next edit okay this one no he gave him that department and he trusted him with that service and if there were any discrepancies found then he chastised him like that now sometimes when the disciples felt that it was a little bit changed but then Prabhupada saw that no it's not philosophical nothing has changed here so it's okay to go so like that also he has said I, I can show you that also uh, that's why I want to make a compile everything and then show in one video now from where I want to bring out now so anyway it's a nuanced topic we are not condoning changes but we cannot burn those books oh they are poison the no more Prabhupada's books rubbish rubbish they are still Prabhupada's books hmm. so <clears throat> so um, there were there are edits which are serious edits which absolutely should not be done there were some edits which were actually mistakes in the original book and those were corrected those are absolutely should be done and there were others which no need to be done because meaning did not change without their change or with their change so unnecessarily they have taken it upon themselves to change unnecessary that is so these are offensive but those which are actually corrected from previous versions there were some faults which Prabhupada also pointed out so those have to be corrected Uh, those have to be brought back to the uh, original uh, intention of what Prabhupada wanted to present so Dimitri is saying some devotees in Russia firmly believe in that edited books cannot give you benefits so they translate them into Russian in their own way they treat the books too fanatically and at the same time I heard that they have problems with the principles. This is the problem. Because, okay, 
if i say that those few changes suppose i asked this question to one devotee he could not answer me i said okay you say the whole book is now false right whole book whole book is useless because of some changes okay let me give you this scenario where some book was some for some reason torn to pieces and one person picks up it's a changed book which was torn to pieces and one person picks up one page from it and in that page there happened to be no change it is exactly as the original one and he read that is that bona fide or is it not bona fide that paper because both sides he will be caught now if he says it's bona fide that means whatever is original is bona fide in the in the book means whatever is unchanged is prabhupada's words right now because they say these fanatical guys they say the entire book is bogus as poison so then i said if in that poison book you take one page in that there happen to be no change at all now is that paper potent or not potent i said we understood my the trick the trap because if he says it's potent then that means wherever the changes are not there except for the changes everything is prabhupada's words that means 99 plus percent of the book is prabhupada's words is still acting that is one aspect next the one percent or less than one percent of the words which are actually changed if they if if the person thinks that because of those one less than one percent changes the entire book has become contaminated that means those changes or the persons who made those changes are much more powerful than prabhupad that his 99% of prabhupad's words are completely undone by the less than 1% words of these editors that means his editors conditioned souls are so much more powerful than prabhupad that they have made the whole bhagavad gita poison that means prabhupad has no power he is just some useless person who has no power this is what the meaning is to those fanatic original bookwadis this is the meaning they are actually indirectly implying that means they are actually having no faith in prabhupada's potency in the first place you have to like i know the changes now i now i know where exactly the, i mean where the changes are okay i can point out okay this is original this is change okay i can so i was educated like that we were having only changed books only from 2011 2012 this original book movement have all started before that it was all changed books all changed books i read all prabhupada's books changed but it was not that i was, i became a disciple of jayadwaita no i strongly disagree with him in fact i i we are sold out to prabhupad here and ask him but we are not fanatical and irrational to say that oh um prabhupad has no more potency now uh, the prabhupad books have no more potency because they were changed that means these guys have so much potency that they eclipsed prabhupad's uh, potency oh that means these people are more powerful than prabhupad that means you have more faith in these people's power than prabhupad's power where is your faith this is absolute rubbish no i'm not rascaldom so this has to be properly presented so this is the gist of what i'm going to present in the video and some people will like it some people don't like it we don't care this is what prabhupad wanted prabhupad wanted that the knowledge will be presented as it is and yes in the original books he himself pointed out some mistakes they have to be corrected and geeta mahatmya verses were there he, the original doesn't have and also some of the features 
like the index of verses quoted in the purports that is there in the changed one if they can add the add that to the current i mean original one that is good but they don't have like if i want to find a verse that was quoted in the purport but not in the actual verse the purport i can't find in the original one unless i remember but i can actually search that index of verses quoted in the changed one so that feature i like for a preacher he will appreciate that so there are pros and cons to both sides of the arguments yeah but we cannot be foolish in our judgment and say that they are all useless anymore no if you say that then all the, in fact one of our the, our devotee said prabhu we are preaching in tamil language and other languages so many other languages in the world so what should we do with these books that we have should we not distribute books should we close this i mean no more books distribution then that so called fanatic guy from uh, original books original books he said yeah throw away the books and don't distribute any books better not to distribute these books than to distribute the changed ones what they these kind of people who argue like this they never preach they never preach hmm. so they are just uh, you know uh, if they are given the task to preach and preach means we are not talking about just oh, share some quote on facebook no 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 start a temple train devotees deity worship go out have festivals do book distribution train up people make them devotees surrender ha ah, this is preaching ha ah. if they do this preaching they will really understand the necessity of books and when there are no books better to take whatever we have and they are not like they are uh, some faltu books they are actually really not um, 99.99% i mean 99. at least 5% 99.5% probas books less than 1% is you know some changes and some of those changes are harmless they don't change the philosophy and we're not saying the changers the those who have changed the books oh they are harmless no no that attitude is absolutely harmful i'm not saying i'm not denying that but the changes themselves have not eclipsed the philosophy okay in some and ca- rare cases where they actually did and that is serious we are absolutely condemn that we are also against those changes but where they were required where there were actually mistakes in the original one they had to be changed and whatever prabhupad wanted that has to be put in hmm that much yes but uh, yeah those where the uh, philosophy is changed unnecessarily they have all this uh, absolute rubbish we are against those changes hmm. so you need to have a and you need to have practical understanding if you have those books in other language like tamil or telugu or hindi or french or german or whatever if they are changed from you know translated from other we have to distribute those books and later show them okay these are changed but not that the person will leave krishna because of those books no never that doesn't happen dimitri is saying on top of that we have the changes that are only in russian version of the books yeah that happens in in every language is is there like that hmm. the translation was made wrongly from edited books already that is the problem yeah that is also there in every language but still the books are working my point is despite all those mistakes the books are working because they are in the the message of prabhupada is not eclipsed yet there may be some or other discrepancy a little bit but the overall philosophy will always be the same of course we should have the access to the original unedited versions of it yes we should have access but we should uh, and so that fidelity or the you know fidelity can be checked whether it's accurate or not the translations in other languages but there should be a reference point that i don't deny but it's not that we have to have this more matured perspective of this whole issue and i'll make a do i make a whole video on that and after that you will see everything everything if after that people want to argue they have absolutely no brains after that 
in that way we will present the video and we will we will show and they say unless we have the right books it's better not to distribute any books instead of distributing edit yeah i told you this they say like this the means we just stop preaching in every other language now hmm so i mean they have never preached that's the problem if they start preaching they will really understand the huh. and not only preaching not only preaching and this is one something honestly they don't read prabhupada's books they don't read see if they really read they will understand that you know the philosophy has hasn't changed yeah this is a change this is the change was a problem it is a mistake it should not have been done but it not change the philosophy so prabhupada's philosophy is still intact there so you can see that if he is really reading if he understands the meaning of what he is reading if he wants to say some oh, some wild argument without any logic in that he can go on barking like that but we don't care yeah but let me clarify this we are distributing original versions here in english in other languages no we are distributing these conversions and english also not some book, some books we can't get sometimes the stock is just not there not every time all the stock is there sometimes the stock is not there and the amount of books we buy is in thousands so sometimes the stocks don't are not there just they just not there and so we sometimes have to make up with the iscon versions even in english sometimes uh, recently there was a this thing which did not we could not get some of the even krishna book we did not could not get original one stock was over so we had to source it from the bbt version it's not that they will read some demon stories there they will read krishna stories only yeah some changes here then for the new reader he doesn't know anything of these changes the main thing you will understand is that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead we are his devotees we should be surrendering to him these things cannot be taken out yeah. so i mean i don't have very mature understanding of this thing okay on to the next topic Shivani Rampal okay okay hari krishna prabhu my accept my humble obeisances to all gurus prabhu my question is what is the meaning of the highest love thank you hari you know in this sessions you know it should be um, an addition to reading prabhupada's books if you are reading prabhupada's books i have understood something okay you ask the question or you have some issue you want to ask on okay you can ask what is the meaning of highest love well uh, i mean you can get this information in prabhupada's books you should read prabhupada's books love means with krishna krishna krishnendra priti vancha tare bole dhare premna prema means to satisfy krishna definition definition of love and lust means to satisfy our own senses highest love chaitanya mahaprabhu said ramya kacharupa kachat upasana vrajavadhu vargena kalpita the gopi's method of worshiping krishna is the highest there is the highest love and even so there there in the there is in the madhuryaras and that is in the parakya bhava 
which we don't need to discuss in detail because we are not on that level we just need to understand that gopis are in the highest love for krishna i mean there's so much stop i'm mean, though so much elaboration that can be done but at this point i guess let us work on our sadhana let us work on our principles and let us work on our understanding and following of the principles given by shri prabhupada then our love for prabhupada is properly shown so let us do that first let's deal with the state that we are in um i asked you can read chaitanya charitamrita if you want but then uh, i am not very much enthusiastic in explaining the highest love because first of all i am nowhere there to explain i am not even qualified to speak on those subjects even i am honestly telling you those chapters with chaitanya mahaprabhu fifth sixth chapters i mean sorry fourth chapter yeah fourth chapter of chaitanya charitamrita adilila was all about this radha krishna topic i was very uncomfortable because i am not on the level of explaining these things of course i am i was repeating from this text because it is there we have to explain but actually it is not for everybody to discuss chaitanya charitamrita is a subject matter which should be discussed after shrimad bhagavatam so i personally am not comfortable with dealing with chaitanya charitamrita i mean this radha krishna topics and because i mean we have so many anarthas let's talk about that first na um how to get rid of those and you know let's work on those things and these things will be revealed automatically and that's why the subject matter is for the liberated souls chaitanya mahaprabhu did not elaborate elaborate discuss this subject so let's leave it at that and uh, give it the due respect that it is to be given because if you discuss freely then people will misunderstand because they're not on the same understanding of about krishna because so uh, we should keep that to the minimum i was actually very much relieved when i came out of the fourth chapter of adilila of chaitanya charitamrita because uh, honestly i'm nowhere i mean even close to be able to speak on those subject matters of course i'm not qualified in anything we're just trying to repeat what we have learned to purify ourselves that's the real reason why we do these classes and of course it helps somebody to when they hear so it's okay we are all reading prabhupada's books but then again these are topics which are confidential yeah all right so next topic by sheetal gupta this is a very often asked topic i have explained this before not going to really i think i don't know we have a link maybe that explain this thing sorry wait one second okay so the question is hari krishna why are ritviks not working together why iskm does not cooperate with other ritvik societies like iskon inc irm etc etc iskon inc is a very new one and they don't even have any in fact they don't want to cooperate with us they blocked us on everything in fact the person running is not even a full time devotee he has to learn now there has to be a certain don't ask like why are we not cooperating uh we have ex- i have explained this at length before i think there is a video link to that we have spent more than a quarter million dollars to cooperate we have traveled to countries just to make those connections and you know build a rapport with these uh, other ritviks we have gone to many countries at our own cost begging them on the street and then we 
went to the other countries at our own cost we even gave them donations we have spent we not just tried to cooperate we actually spent money big amount of money for cooperation we did receive success and that's why we have so many uh, temples in different parts of the world um although we are small or each temple is small yes in the beginning stages but we have in many different regions um but also we have noticed in many ritvik camps that they many there are also people who have their own agendas in their in the in those camps and uh, they're not wanting to follow follow shri prabhupada 100% they have their own problems and we have identified that and they themselves stopped cooperating with us they themselves we extended our hand with full trust so that's a long story i have been through i have personally been through all that all those uh, trials and attempts and um, we have tried even to you know work with iskon bangalore we have tried irm well irm doesn't want to work with us then their goal statements are not in accordance with uh, a progressive preaching mission okay because they don't believe in initiation unless the gbc changes which will never change which is a recipe for complete burial of our uh, prabhupada's movement um because iram devotees don't have a single temple to their name single temple you should be asking them the question why don't they want to cooperate with us you should ask them the question yes. so okay you can ask oh why are you you should sort it out between yourselves yeah we try to sort it out but there are people with ego we just can't you know we we just can't uh, cooperate with them i mean they can't cooperate with us so we tried we we spoke to iskon bangalore management we spoke to uh, many different hkc in jaipur um iskon inc they themselves blocked us from the very start we did not even actually i have we have met in fact we have been in commun- we were in communication when they were not known as iskon inc the person who runs that he is just a businessman and he does not he is not a full time and uh, he himself doesn't want to take a th- uh, authority this is the big problem with so called ritviks they don't want to accept any seniority any senior devotees as authority no they just do anything they like uh, instead of taking guidance from seniors and working under their guidance and preaching in their area no they want to compete and they want to block they are the ones who are the perpetrators of this nonsense not us from our side there has been full cooperation so now we have decided that uh, whoever wants to cooperate with us came let them come forward we are not going to mm, you know background we will just preach krishna consciousness and whoever will join will join and we'll train them nicely and if other societies they want to cooperate with us yeah we will we will talk but until then we are not going to make any attempts trying to join hands with this or that society no we have given up that yeah we are open to cooperation we have tried if they want to cooperate let let them come and talk to us we will we will see because you see this is not just cooperation on equal terms you know some of these leaders are way less experienced than sundogopal prabhu way less nobody has the strength of sadhana that he has huh? every day waking up at 2:30 am in the morning i mean finishing all his rounds and then preaching reading prabhupada's books at least 2 hours daily he has finished the bhagavad gita bhagavatam many many times the shastric knowledge that he has and the manage the management that he he joined in prabhupada's time 
he cannot be equated with the person who was joined in 2000 or 2005 no 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 sorry it's not going to be the cooperation is not going to be on an equal level like that there has to be proper vaishnava etiquette of seniority and juniority and all these things have to be properly followed not that you know one bhakta jo comes to yesterday and then he becomes a judge of uh, devotees who have joined then and sincerely trying to push them pushing the movement forward for shri prabhupad no 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 that's not going to be accepted that's not even vaishnava etiquette and we will not cooperate with such people i'm telling you openly now everybody can share this everywhere but uh, we are not going to cooperate with those who think themselves on an equal level on equal footing unless they are actually equal level actually they are prabhupad disciples and you know in those times and yeah then we will see then there then also there's be equal levels of cooperation right so yeah we are open to such talks hmm. but we are not going to ha- accept this uh, uh, what is that attitude called audacity hmm. audacity of you know one who is very very junior and trying to you know think himself equal or even better than those who are actually dedicatedly pushing this movement forward for shri prabhupada making all sacrifices i'm going to accept that that's totally against vaishnava etiquette and that's not what iskm represents okay we don't stand for that hmm. so that's how i stand right now and i have done a video and i'm i don't know i've done an email also I've, uh, countless number of people have asked me this kind of questions um we will push forward as iskm and in iskm our thing is purely shri prabhupada everybody may say prabhupada but there are also many anomalies we are finding so many things where we can't agree on this is not prabhupada although they say they are prabhupada so at iskm we want to keep it as the fidelity 100% so that's our mission and we will move forward with that and if others can come on board with the same understanding and uh, cooperation we will definitely cooperate why not we want to cooperate with iskon also for that matter if they want to accept shri prabhupada's teachings we will cooperate with them totally we will be we will be totally with them then but uh, at the present moment no we will not whenever the, when the principles of acharya is compromised they may say whatever they may say iskon they may say uh, prabhupada followers ritvik all we don't accept them we tried they don't want to accept okay we will go forward if they come they come if they don't come they don't come let it be and let prabhupada and krishna decide who who is a true follower and who is not prabhupada also tried with his gaudiyamat he tried to cooperate with his with his god brothers he tried and tried and tried they were discouraged him they nobody encouraged him he alone went to america he just took up the order of his guru and he became successful so we will also take up the order of our guru shri prabhupada and we will become successful that's it all right we can't sit around and cry oh when they will cooperate when we will go no no there's no time to cry there's so much preaching to be done we did we we attempted so many quarter million dollars more than more than quarter million dollars we have spent is that not trying they have not spent a single farthing some did few dollars majority we did we even give them donations all that for just for prabhupad sake and when we go out on those to those countries we're not going on a holiday here the in singapore there's so much service to be done and then here the manpower is thinned and services are stretched with uh, less manpower less devotees and we're making those sacrifices with all that kind of sacrifice and the and see when we go to this country some are very cold like russia australia new zealand 
is very different and prabhu's health also you know takes a toll sometimes but still he is making all the sacrifices we we went there with team we, in fact we inspired them so much there in festivals and everything under our guidance hmm but sometimes they branched out from us for some of them some of them loyal genuine vaishnavas they stayed but some of them with their own agendas they left so everywhere there are these kind of people so we want to work with the sincere ones hmm. okay otherwise let them work and we will work on our own Dhiradas is saying at last they were doing wrong edits later prabhupad called them rascal editors but jayadwata says the prabhupad approved him to edit please clear so wrong edits of course we are also against i was already clarified that uh, we already um, we are against those wrong edits hmm. but some of the things prabhupad himself wanted edited in that way but high griva did it wrong high griva did it wrong in the first place so anyway um, let me make that video and then you will understand Okay. Um, next question, Manasa Vallam Kondu. So the question is, Swami, please tell. First of all, I'm not a Swami. I'm just a Swami is a sannyasi. I'm not a sannyasi. So anyway, Hari Krishna, please tell me some way of how to get rid of past karmas because I believe that the problems we face is due to past lives karma. Good. Krishna says, Sarva Dharman Paritya Jamaame Gam Sarnam Raja. सर्वधर्मान परित्यज मामेकम शरणम व्रज अहम तो सर्वपापेभ्यो मोक्षयिष्या मा शुच अबैंडन ऑल वैराइटीज ऑफ रिलीजन एंड जस्ट सरेंडर ऑन टू मी आई शैल डेलीवर यू फ्रॉम ऑल सिंफुल रिएक्शन डू नॉट फियर सो सर्वपापेभ्यो वॉट एवर सिंफुल रिएक्शन यू हैव मोक्षयिष्या कृष्ण सेज आई विल गिव यू मोक्ष फ्रॉम ऑल दैट आई विल रिलीज यू फ्रॉम ऑल सिंफुल रिएक्शन मा शुच डू नॉट फियर डू नॉट वरी Uh, that means if you surrender to krishna this is possible how to surrender to krishna is the next question so we have to we can surrender to krishna through his representative the guru pure guru authorized in the parampara system krishna says how to surrender to him first what we have to do 434 तद्विधि प्रणिपातेन परिप्रश्नेन सेवया उपदेक्षन्ति ते ज्ञानं ज्ञानिनस्तत्वदर्शिनः जस्ट ट्राइ टू लर्न द ट्रुथ बाय अप्रोचिंग द स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर इन्क्वायर फ्रॉम हिम सबमिसिवली एंड रेंडर सर्विस अंडर हिम द सेल्फ रियलाइज सोल्स कैन इंपार्ट नॉलेज अंडर यू बिकॉज़ दे हैव सीन द ट्रुथ सो अप्रोच अ स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर सो कृष्णा इज सेइंग टू टेलिंग आस्किंग अस टू गो टू द गुरु गुरु हु रिपीट्स द वर्ड ऑफ कृष्णा अम so self realized soul can impart so they have to be self realized if they are not self realized they are not guru 
so now such a guru where is such a guru is the next question prabhupada is the guru so you don't have to search at all prabhupada is already the guru uh, although he is physically not around he is spiritually very much around his books are there and his devotees are there who are guiding on the principle of prabhupada's teachings so we have to follow such association of devotees in the association of devotees we will learn many things we will learn the knowledge we will learn the practice we will learn the knowledge and you read the prabhupada's books and you will also engage in devotional service they will teach you how to chant how to do this service how to do that service everything they will teach and as you engage in service then you know this whole uh, anarthana vritti happens the dirty things in the heart all the bad qualities the past sinful reactions everything will one by one one by one everything will go away and nishtha one becomes fixed up then one be- and will one will get taste for krishna consciousness and then one will become completely attached to krishna and that attachment intensifies into bhava and then finally love of godhead so this is the way how we can come out of the sufferings of sinful reactions first step let's take the first step what is that surrender to the spiritual master and how to do that don't worry first pick up krishna's this bhagavad gita as it is or any of prabhupada's books small books medium books big books pick up one book start reading perfect questions perfect answers the science of self realization anything you take the book and start reading if you don't know where to get you get from any iskon temple that is near you or if our temples are there you can get it from them or you can read them online you know prabhupadabooks.com is there prabhupada.io is there uh, so the, you can read from there um, free online you can read ebooks are also there you can go to uh, what is the krishnapath.org you can get free ebooks you can download an ebook reader on your phone and then you can read from there so material is there start reading the books first that's the first step and then start chanting later on uh, if you can start together it will be good but start reading books first let let that understanding sink in a little bit and then take and try to attend these lectures we have lectures throughout the week Um, so please attend this and uh, in that way association with devotees then you will improve then all sinful reactions will go it's a whole lifetime process it's a whole lifestyle process also whole lifestyle has to be changed but now you cannot change everything overnight take step by step start reading his books first okay that's the first step knowledge is at the co- is at the core or foundation of everything without knowledge you do all these rituals no use is useless knowledge read the books then you will understand okay take this reading seriously every day you try to read at least half an hour for a start and get it to 1 hour a day at least and you see tremendous change will happen in your life tremendous you will feel it you automatically feel it your anxiety levels drop like anything even for a beginner devotee hmm. it's all because of lack of knowledge that we have so much anxiety if we have knowledge we will not be worried so much at all about this material we will be worried about how to develop our krishna consciousness that will be our worry that is a good worry to have okay shivani rampa next question
and then uh, krishna will give you all mercy what to guide you this is the guide you just follow it if you don't follow see rope can be when you're in the well oh help 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 but when the rope comes down instead of holding on to the rope if i say help 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 are how to help you you hold on to the rope now then i can pull you up so prabhupada can pull us up provided we hold on to the rope that he has let down but if we don't want to hold to the rope or if we hold it half heartedly uh, slipping our hand is slipping from the rope then even he may pull we will slip down and fall back into the well so we have to we have to um, hold on to it tightly tightly means follow you already know you already know what you are not following work on that and you will be automatically getting better anyway you are associating with devotees so that's good but now follow association means you will improve if there is no improvement then uh, you know something is wrong no then i have to follow so i have let me you follow them you follow mangala arati and everything and you will improve steadily you will improve today is uh, pandav nirjala ekadashi so today is special service amm pandav nirjala amm okay so i can feel the effects of nirjala ekadashi <laughs> ah okay hari krishna where do desires come from where are they generated in the soul or mind etc desire comes from false ego desires are developed according to our association so what is that sangat sanjayate kamah 262 bhagavad gita sangat sanjayate kamah so, so according to our association we develop our desires um so if our association is with matter or material thought then we see as long as much as knowledge as much knowledge we have that much our desires are like if you are in knowledge of krishna then our desire will be to serve krishna if my knowledge is that i have to you know this material world is everything we have to really enjoy here then my plans will be according to that so it all depends on knowledge um and also the right association especially the right association in fact in the right association you will get right knowledge and with right knowledge your right conduct will come and uh, right results will come so the wrong desires 
desiring is a is an activity of the soul because a living thing means thinking feeling willing this is all there but a non living thing will not have these things will will not have thinking feeling willing so desires a stone will not have a desire but a living person has so one's desire should be to serve the lord that is proper desire improper desire is when we want to serve ourselves our sense gratification that is a improper desire so from the soul or the mind well is the false ego false ego means false identification false identification means i identify myself with this body i identify myself as a product of the material world it means i have forgotten my identity the knowledge that i am the i am the krishna's eternal servant is lost so when that knowledge is lost in that ignorance i will make all the wrong desires i will have wrong desires but if i am with knowledge then my desire will be to serve krishna then we are given the respective uh, faculty of mind intelligence senses body and everything to fulfill our desires same so that is the so where does it come from false ego actually with true ego our desires will still be there but proper desires anju mataji is asking okay let me put the question on the screen oh krishna just hold on for a while so they are asking basically for kirtan so can you do a little bit kirtan i don't have now time for that this session is am we have still a lot of questions to take it's already 10 o'clock just know i'm going to do kirtan now i'm sorry about that you can always hear our kirtans that are already recorded i am i'm not going to i can't do kirtan at this point of time we we still have a lot of questions you see so kindly do understand missing a lot okay yeah yeah with the lockdown yeah we'll miss missing maybe you can have kirtan sessions i don't know let's see how to make it possible maybe on uh, maybe on uh, what is that clubhouse maybe clubhouse we can have kirtan But not many devotees are there on clubhouse I don't know why is doing this. I absolutely have no idea. Um, you know what? This text thing is acting weird and it's just like it's just like 
you know what I'm not going to paste those questions again I'm just going to read them out and let's give answers because I'm not something is going wrong with the technical side of things so okay so the next question is from Christo Dorye I think you know what I can put it out from here let me bring it out Okay. Okay, we'll do like this now. Krista Dori is asking Vivek Bindra after exploiting Bhagavad Gita for his business do not conclusively conclusively tells abandon all varieties of religion surrender and Krishna. Yeah. That's exactly the point. If he tells that, his hundred and twenty five thousand views will do, drop down to zero. Or like twenty like what we have. <laughs> so they want that. They want Jana. Nathanam, Najanam, Nasundarim. But they want Jana. Okay, be done. Um, I don't know, this software is actually going a little bit wacky. I don't know why. Okay. Um... Yeah, about Vivek Bindra, okay. Mm. Okay, Dheeradas is asking. The Gayatri Mantra, why the Gayatri Mantra is given? What is the significance of, significance of that? This is the meditation on the, on Krishna with the Bija Mantras, Gayatri Mantras is part of the Brahmanical initiation. What is the significance? Well, that is the actual essence of all meditation, the Gayatri Mantra. Um, of course, it is all Hare Krishna Mantra, if you chant, it is also meditation. But that just reinforces that uh, importance of that meditation, Gayatri Mantra. We have actually not just one Gayatri, we have seven Gayatris that we chant every day. So all these have specific meanings and we have to uh, meditate on the form of the Lord, uh, meditate on the Lord as described in these Gayatri Mantras. Uh, there is meditation on the spiritual master, there is meditation on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there is meditation on Krishna. Um, and we have to desire that. So that is Brahman, uh, Gayatri Mantra. These are confidential mantras, not for everyone, just for Brahman initiated. Okay, um, please share that PDF, Prabhu. Okay, yeah, PDF is shared about the changed books. Um, Kunal Jaiswal is asking, Hare Krishna, which book should start with for Prabhupada if you could enlighten? There is so much written and spoken. So I would suggest you can start with the book, um, any book of, any book of Prabhupada is perfect. Um, but generally we, have, we see few kinds of people some people usually they want to read stories they can read Krishna book some people are more on philosophy they can read the science of self-realization in fact everybody whether interested on whether interested in philosophy or not it's necessary that we need to know this philosophy so these small books you can start with any small book of Prabhupada and you can read the science of self-realization 
and then you can read bhagavad gita and krishna book teaching of lord chaitanya so for a start you can read any of the small books and then if you have finished one you can take another small book another small book and science of self realization bhagavad gita you start with that, any of those books bhagavatam and chaitanya charitamrita nectar of devotion nectar of instruction is a little bit out of reach for the beginner but these books can be read teachings of lord chaitanya is a little bit uh, not for the beginner but the smaller books medium books like science of self realization and journey of self discovery and um, all the small books and uh, bhagavad gita you can start reading i suggest start with science of self realization or perfect questions perfect answers and take to bhagavad gita after that like that okay dhirdas is asking who is eligible to give ritvik initiation on behalf of shri prabhupad except those 11 selected ones so the rule that prabhupad gave was ritvik should be appointed if the current uh, i mean at that point he appointed 11 of course in the future people should be appointed according to the qualification according to the system because to continue the system as can be uh, others can be added prabhupad said to tamal krishna so according to future they can be added but now gbc is not adding these ritviks they are adding gurus bogus gurus so we cannot wait for the gbc to change so that's why in iskm we selected sundar gopal prabhu uh, a meeting we had at that time temple presidents of all the temples that we had and they selected prabhu because of his obvious seniority his uh, strong sadhana his living example and his mastery i mean his vast knowledge of the scriptures and uh, his leadership qualities that he is helping everyone and you know that preaching spirit and sanpas and dedication to sri prabhupad mission so all this uh, based on all these qualifications it was unanimous agreement that prabhupad would be the ritvik initiator for uh, iskm so that's how snugopal prabhu was selected based on his very high qualification and because of his sincere desire to serve, serve shri prabhupada and continue the initiations because there were so many people who were waiting to be initiated at that time at one point of time and there were no initiation because just waiting for the gbc to change and it was not changing so what to do with all the new devotees who are who are already chanting for 3 4 years 10 years even and not getting initiated so something has to be done so based on that it was done and it was done on the unanimous agreement of temple presidents not just a whimsical uh, decision and the temple presidents i mean standard um, so that's how we have appointed but it's not a free for all that everybody and anybody can can be appointed there has to be a system so in the in the absence of a um proper system in iskon this system had to be done but not that tomorrow everybody or tomorrow i also become a ritvik representative i am initiate no 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 there has to be consensus on the body of devotees the leaders should elect somebody who should uh, do that not everybody and anybody yeah gbc was given the task as i proper said distribute this jhalan letter to all the gbc and temple presidents but neglected completely 
So Dimitri is saying it would be cool to go through Ritwik system and BVA program in the future. Absolutely. I want to do a test, of course. After all the main books done, of course. I don't know when we're going to finish the main books. <laughs> I'm afraid to give a bigger syllabus because I don't know if they will read, you know, they will feel overwhelmed. So I want to go a little faster on the Bhagavad Gita so that we can touch upon other books, even Science of Self-Realization, even, um, you know, Nectar of Devotion, Nectar of Instruction, Isha Upanishad, and of course, Ritvik System as well. I want to have even uh, concurrent classes if possible, but at this point, honestly, alone I cannot manage. We need to have a bigger panel of uh, evaluators for evaluating the exams and all that so for that um, at this point our manpower we can't manage and also if there are such concurrent subject matters subjects like Bhagavad Gita at the same time there's an act of instruction at the same time there's a ritual system devotees can't cope to learn so much we have actually started the BBA program so that to encourage people to read they're not reading Prabhupada's books so they start them to read and then understand and be able to present the philosophy because we need preachers, unlimited preachers. So we are trying for that. So there's a small step forward. There's a lot to be done still. But anyway, um, we will get, definitely get to the Ritvik course as well as exams. Definitely. Um, Dhiridas is asking, Thank you very much, Prabhuji. In spite of Nirjal, you took the class and engaged us in Krishna consciousness. Hari Bol, Hare Krishna. Ekadashi is for Seva. Ekadashi is not for, Okay, I will not eat, I will not do anything, I will sleep. That's not Ekadashi. Ekadashi means reduce bodily demands, do more Seva. That is the meaning of Ekadashi. So it is good that I am engaged in Seva. That's very good. And you are also having to listen. So this is also good for everybody. Hmm. <laughs> Sometimes devotees no oh I'm I'm doing fasting, I won't do any service. See the whole purpose of Ekadashi is not just to fast. The purpose of Ekadashi is to come out of the bodily concept, reduce the bodily demand so that you will engage more spiritually. Instead of wasting time eating, do more seva. So like that. The main principle is to come out of this bodily concept. But if I'm, if my Ekadashi is full on bodily concept, you know what, today I'm not eating, I need to rest. <sighs> then, <laughs> that's not Ekadashi, the spirit of Ekadashi is gone there. Fully bodily concept. Fully thinking only of the body. Hey, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm this, I'm that, I'm weak, I'm this. The whole point is to come above that. <laughs> so, <laughs> we need to do more seva, right? That's Ekadashi. Hmm. Like uh, Goswami's Nidrahara Vihara Kadi Vijitao Chatyanto Chatyanta Dinao Chayao Vanderu Pasanatano Ragu Yugao Shri Jeeva Gopalako. So they have left. They're eating and sleeping. Not just on Ekasi, every day they left. Hardly, we forgot about eating and sleeping. So much they were engrossed in the spiritual subject matter. Krishna consciousness. That's his perfection of life. We are only doing it twice a month and that too, you know, with full... And that too, Pandav Nizil once a year. And we are, you know, we are doing... Oh, and I have no energy, I have no this and that. Then, you know, Samtapasya we do, na? 
yeah we are we're not capable of any tapas sir but it is some tapas <laughs> you know so of course we can't do like osam is if every day we fast will die can't be able to do service also we should do in moderation we'll not die with one day fasting so we'll do fasting and then we'll do seva but next day we will eat na so it will make up okay kristo dori is asking when when one who's keen but finds a krishna krishna mandir out of reach can his vegetarianism be less onions and garlics no why you can cook and you can offer to krishna and you can eat less poison is not better There's no poison less poison also will kill so our spiritual life will be unnecessarily damaged no we unnecessary sinful reactions and why you have to give up. when we know it is wrong we have to give up why can't we give up those who lazy cannot cook proper said so to become we have to cook ourselves and eat offer to krishna and eat why lesson in garlic still can be no onions and garlics so don't eat onions and garlics cook yourself offer to krishna nicely and then uh, nicely you can eat okay maybe it also answers the question about desires 255 blessed lord said oh partha when a man gives up all varieties of sense desire which arise from mental concoction and when his mind finds satisfaction in the self alone then he is said to be in the pure transcendental consciousness now this is well and good but you know what many people won't understand this this requires more context that's why you see these words krishna is just he is indirect you know this is indirect mental concoction man finds satisfaction in the self alone what is what is the meaning of finding satisfaction in the self everybody is now in finding satisfaction oh i am i am a i am a dancer I, i find my satisfaction in myself in my dancing everybody is self obsessed so they will understand in that way so that's why in the purport prop is mentioning uh, explaining what krishna is meaning so what is that self means the, you know one is krishna conscious so uh, pure transcendental consciousness in the, the word is used you see in the in the end said to be in the pure transcendental consciousness what is that pure transcendental consciousness definition uh, krishna consciousness that's why sixth chapter krishna says yoginam abhisarvesham madgathenantaratmana shraddhavan bhajate yomam samayukta tamomata he is the greatest yogi he is the pure consciousness who is always thinking of me so with krishna consciousness we will get complete transcendental consciousness all our desire sense desire will go away Yeah. It's 10 p.m. there in Singapore. Yeah, it's 10:10. 10. Yeah, too late. Well, it's the price we have to pay for uh, doing some seva. Yeah, somebody wanted kirtan, right? This is uh, Nityan Nashtam Bhajan. We have more kirtan coming up. I think Nama Ramayana is coming soon. Kunal Jaiswal is Prabhu ji I think you should take rest now it's 10 pm and you're you being on fast other queries you may take in the next session 
Thank you for your concern, but I'm okay. I'm totally fine. Radhika Mataji is saying, despite the initial fast, you gave such an enlightening session. Well, despite fast, <laughs> uh, well, as I said, it's part of Seva. Dhiratas, thank you very much for the session. I was hankering for water, thirst, and hunger, what was troubling me. But your glass has extinguished both. Seriously? Thank you for, I mean, uh, being an audience for this class. Jay Jagannath Das. Which tool you are using to get book content one side and your video one side? Top secret. <laughs> top secret. ISKM, top secret. I'm just using my iPad and connecting it. Having a third party live streaming tool. That's what I'm using. What's the estimated what's the estimated time you'll be breaking fast tomorrow? I don't know. Maybe nine o'clock around there. But I'll be taking water once the seven o'clock time starts. And maybe say taking some little big grains, but um, breakfast main breakfast will be nine plus, yeah. Nine AM. Don't worry about me, I'm totally fine. <laughs> I know you are also doing all this ecodacy and everything. So we are all in the same boat. Alright, thank you very much for all your questions. Read Prabhupada's books. Um, Sheetal Gupta is saying, yes, we all we got all our doubts cleared. I'm so glad that your doubts were cleared because you asked the question about the Ritwik's cooperation. Yes, we do get it asked a lot. And um, yeah. Our, our thing is here to fully follow Srila Prabhupada and whoever can follow we are fully open to cooperate with them so it's just that we had some negative experiences um, with other Ritviks unfortunate what to do so we are pushing forward in the pure, pure way and whoever is wanting to cooperate we are more than glad to cooperate okay Alright, thank you all very very much. Please read Sri Prabhupada's books and come up with nice questions and we'll discuss more. So these questions as I said are not a replacement for reading Prabhupada's books. It's actually a, um, like an added service. Like a, you know, you get a product, you get a support um, package. Like you know, when something happens to this phone or you know, even a software, you know, if you want some, you know, there is a support team. You can email them or you can talk to them. You know, support. So like that, this is a support system for Shri, for reading Prabhupada's books. But that Shri, reading Prabhupada's books should be the centerpiece of our life. And these sessions are meant to clear any misunderstandings of the philosophy or anything. But don't uh, ask questions without having made any attempt to read Prabhupada's books. Like if you really have, like when you're reading, sometimes if you have a question, you just note down the question. When you get a question, don't think about what question to ask when you were given the link. No. 
you note down as the question comes to you wherever it can be while reading it can be while you are walking while, while you are seeing some bad news or good news whatever it is when the question comes or when something comes you write down make note and when this chance comes am am sessions then you dump all those questions here then we can answer and you know we can have a um very uh, productive session otherwise some questions i see are like with zero effort of reading proverbs books no i want some effort to be made and ask deliberate deliberately thoughtful questions and that will you know just increase the quality of these sessions even more most of you are asking like that and you know um is just that um sometimes it gets a bit uh, you know some questions are a little bit but it's okay next time you just try to learn from that okay shital gupta is saying yes we understand iskm is indeed indeed following shila prabhupada yes this is our mission happy breaking fast tomorrow prabhu ji <laughs> okay since we are you know this has been a theme in the last few minutes let's talk about fasting for a while Let's take out this. You know, fasting. What it does? Maybe some of you have already seen this verse. But this is what fasting does. Indriyani jayantyashu nirahara manishinaha varjayitvatu rasanam tanniranasya vardhate. By fasting, learned men. quickly bring all of the senses except the tongue under control we are controlling the tongue right no we are controlling every other sense except the tongue <laughs> while fasting because by abstaining from eating such men are afflicted with an increased desire to gratify the sense of taste even the substance which you would never have picked up to eat you you will find it very very tasty you will find it very attractive when you are fasting <laughs> so fasting does not control the tongue it control everything except the tongue then why we are fasting <laughs> that is tapasya tapasya means to accept the inconvenience in order to please krishna so that's why we do so that we force ourselves from that bodily concept of life the the desire to gratify our senses beginning with the tongue sevan mukhe hijihvadao serving krishna with the tongue by not taking uh food stuff and by speaking krishna consciousness fasting from food fasting from prajalpa two kinds of fasts all right thank you very much we'll end that here shri prabhupad ki jai anand gaur vaishnav vrind ki jai nitai gaur primanand hari hari bol hare krishna